How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject, where essentially, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, uh, I've got back into rewatching. Uh, I've already gone through all of the seasons, but I'm rewatching the uh, Netflix series Narcos. If you're not familiar with Narcos, essentially, it goes through the history of, of um, some of the, the more popular kingpins of the South American, uh, Central American uh, narcotics agencies. Uh, the more popular ones that everyone's probably familiar with is Pablo Escobar from the Medellin cartel. Um, that's seasons one and two. And then season three is the Cali cartel. Uh, Cali is another city in Colombia. Medellin is a city in Colombia. Um, and then the, then they did a, a spinoff. They did uh, Narcos in Mexico because Mexico is very important in, in that story. And uh, there's two seasons, I believe, in that one. Yeah, there's two seasons in that one. Essentially, it goes over the history of um, the Juarez cartel. I think it's the Juarez cartel. I can't remember now. It's been forever since I've seen that one. Right now, I'm on season three, so I'm in watching a part of the Cali cartel. And I really enjoy this uh, series because I know a lot about the the areas that these uh that at least the Colombian series is is done in because uh, my family's from Colombia and uh, I lived out there for two years actually I met my wife out there and so um, I have double nationality too because my mom is from Colombia I have double nationality so I have both an American and Colombian passport which is pretty convenient it allows me to kind of live wherever I want within those two countries. And then essentially if I wanted to, I could go anywhere in South America without any issue. Um, it's really awesome, by the way, to have double nationality. I feel like a lot of people don't understand what that means, but that essentially means like if for whatever reason, if something were to happen in, in, in America, whatever might happen, or I'm just not happy anymore in this country, I could pack up my stuff, go to Colombia, start a new life, never have an issue with it. And, and don't have to do anything. I don't have to prove anything. I'm uh, like a Colombian citizen at the same time as being a, an American citizen. So it has a lot of perks, which is pretty awesome. And uh, one of my dreams was to, by the time that I, w- I became 40, was to have three passports or three nationalities. One, um, you know, being American, one Colombian, and then the third being some European country but that kind of all changed after having my daughter. I'm not really, especially with this pandemic as well. Traveling isn't a big deal at the moment. <laughs> um, but eventually when all of this kind of disappears, hopefully if that's a reality, we're all hoping for that. Then uh, when I get back into traveling, yeah, one of my goals is definitely to do that. That's to acquire a passport. It's pretty difficult for most people. If you don't have a relative or not a relative, but like if you don't have a parent, that's from a different country and that country has rules and laws that allow you to have um, a passport from their country because of your parent. If you don't have that, the only other means of getting one is to like most of these other countries have like the ability to get like a, a resident visa if you invest X amount of money into the country. So essentially if you spend a ton of money well over half a million dollars plus in, in most countries, you'll get a 
uh, like a, a investment visa, which allows you to kind of live in that country and work there as well. And then if you, most countries have this regulation that if you live in their country for two years, after the second year, you're able to apply for citizenship with them. Here in the States, it's a little bit different. It's three years. Um, so after three years, you can apply for U.S. citizenship after li- living here legally. Of course, you could do things illegally and you could go to a country and never leave it. But if you ever get caught, you get kicked out, you're more than likely never able to come back. Like I know in America, if you overstay your visa, um, you're not allowed to come back to the United States for 10 years, 10 years, a decade. That's a long freaking time. I think it's like 10 to 15 years, actually. And other countries have that same kind of rule. But anyways, this has nothing to do with any of that. The reason why I'm talking about today is because I'm really fascinated by the history of, of the drug narcotics, um, like cocaine and marijuana out of uh, Colombia. That was a dark history in, in that country. If you've never been to Colombia, by the way, it's not like that. It's This is just like almost any other country. They all have like a dark history. Colombia's, this would definitely be its darkest history was being a exporter of the number one exporter of drugs in the world and no longer has that title that's held actually by Middle Eastern countries and Mexico for marijuana. And I think Afghanistan does like the most like um, like heroin, I think. It, it's weird. I don't know. But um, I mean, there is some exports that come out of Colombia, but that's it's been so cracked down on over the years that it, it's very difficult to, to start that kind of organization out there. The U.S. and Colombia have a very strong relationship, and that allows the U.S. to really have a base of operations that allows them to essentially operate or like, you know, tackle the war on drugs from or through Central America all the way down through South America because Colombia is on the border. It shares a border with Central America and obviously it's part of South America. Um, actually, funny enough, a lot of people probably don't even know where Colombia is on a map. Uh, it's not too difficult. If you follow the United States, follow down through Mexico, you get through Mexico, go all the way, you follow Central America. Once you get to Panama, the part where Panama connects to that random landmass, that random landmass is Colombia, just FYI. Um, and it's a beautiful country. It's one of the very few countries in the world that is uh, a very biodiverse country. It has rainforests. It has mountains. It has oceans. It has deserts. It has snow, uh, you know, tropical climate. It has literally everything. Um, and so it's definitely a beautiful country. I highly recommend to everyone, and every single time someone listens to me, I always like it's like seven times out of ten now, or seven seven out of seven uh, friends all have said that um, once they've gone there and they've gone to the cities I've recommended, they 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 fall in love with the country so much so that some of them actually live out there now, which is kind of cool, and a lot of them are actually planning on living out there. My goal eventually is to have like a house out there in Colombia and a house out here in the States and then just bounce between the two whenever I want um, because real estate's relatively cheap compared to like, you know, our here in the U.S. But I love what, funny enough, the first episode of season one of Narcos, the very first episode, the very first like five minutes of that episode, there's a bar scene 
it's not really a spoiler, but mini spoiler here. There's a bar scene where essentially you see um, one of the DEA agents, uh, the Drug Enforcement Agency uh, agents from the U.S., in collaboration with the Colombian uh, police, they essentially know that some high-level Medellin cartel narco people are going to be at this bar. And so they go over there and they assassinate these people. They like literally butcher the whole bar. Well, that bar, I know exactly where it is because I took, um, me and my wife had our first date in different parts close to where she lived. And um, that bar happened to be one of the places that we went to. And so, uh, you know, fun fact for everyone out there. But um, it's just really cool to just follow up on a history. Colombia hates that history. They hate the fact that they're recognized as being that country that has that. Don't go over there wanting drugs. Every Colombian citizen hates like the hard drugs. I mean, marijuana is different, marijuana, but this it's the same perspective like here as well. But like hard drugs, like cocaine and other drugs, the people over there hate it. They don't consume it. And the only reason they, they even made that product in the first place, well, A, is because if you didn't do it, if you didn't do what Pablo Escobar wanted of you, he would kill you. Uh, and then secondly, it's a hard life out there for a lot of people, especially farmers. And when you can make a bajillion dollars on a product and the demand is so high, the only reason Colombia made drugs in the first place is because America had a huge demand for these drugs. And so if the, if the demand wasn't there, this, these countries would never be creating these drugs in the first place. But that's just not the world we live in. But uh, it's really cool and fascinating to look at the history. I actually, uh, my first time going to Medellin, I actually had an opportunity to meet some really sketchy individuals that had family members that were part of the Medellin cartel. And they actually showed me around like different areas that Pablo Escobar used to own. And I even went into an abandoned building that's no longer there anymore. Like Medellin destroyed that building completely. And um, I went into this building and I saw like one of uh, like one of Pablo Escobar's old apartments and like all the rooms, it was like run down and I have video footage of it as well. This this guy was able to talk to a police officer to let us onto the property so he could show me around because he claimed it like I was interested in the history and this police officer was super sketchy as well. But um, it was like a really awesome experience. But it's a really safe area as well. It's just like any other country or any like even America. If you go to the wrong parts at late at night, you're something bad's going to happen to you. But a majority, like 96% of the areas are super safe, especially during the day. Um, I've never had an instance out there. I've had one instance that was kind of sketchy. It was actually police officers uh, off the coast of Colombia, a small city called Santa Marta. Uh, that deserves its own story for another another day. But um, yeah, pretty awesome experience. Either way, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. And I'll catch you guys mañana. Peace.